Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. The glorious era that was Tudor England helped shape the early exploration and colonization of the North American continent. Join me as we continue a deep dive into Tudor England and its great transatlantic explorers. His life was rocked by repeated scandals, religious schisms, and lustful ambition, making King Henry VIII one of the most fascinating and mixed characters to influence North America's history. King Henry VIII is probably the most well-known and most studied of English monarchs. His reign is often seen as a prelude to and the forerunner of the British Empire and English activities on the North American continent. Certainly, without the institutional changes he brought, the wars he fought, and the religious differences he ushered into his country, England, and therefore Britain, likely would have never risen to the status she ultimately achieved. Henry's next move was to appoint a commission to report on the state of the monasteries. Cromwell had long believed that the monasteries were too powerful and were likely to lead any pro-Roman resistance to change. Following the report, Parliament legislated in 1536 for the suppression of all small monasteries on grounds that they were uneconomic, and on the strength of this, dissolved all remaining monasteries in 1539. This caused considerable anguish throughout England, but especially in the north, where there was a rebellion known as the Pilgrimage of Grace. This rebellion was not just about the monasteries. Dissatisfaction had been fermenting for some time, and the acts of dissolution were the final spark. Peasants were rebelling against the enclosure of common lands, which limited their ability to farm because of high rents. The rebellion began in Lincolnshire in October 1536 and spread through Yorkshire under the command of Robert Ask. Henry appeared conciliatory and defused the rebellion by promises, none of which he fulfilled, and some months later he had Ask and over 200 of the rebels executed. This punishment was a salutary lesson to all, and Cromwell's commissioners met little resistance as they moved from county to county, closing the monasteries. The last to fall was Waltham Abbey in Essex in March 1540. Although the crown benefited considerably from the closure of the monasteries, since most of the profits arising passed to Henry, who was always desperate for money for his foreign exploits, the ultimate beneficiaries were the local landed gentry, who, once the monastery was closed and ransacked, acquired most of the land and remaining properties. It was the greatest shift in land ownership since the Norman Conquest. Henry's early delight over Anne Boleyn's pregnancy soon faded when she gave birth to a girl, the future Elizabeth I. This was followed by two stillborn children. A fourth child was miscarried following a fall Henry had from a horse in January 1536, which left him unconscious, and the shock brought on Anne's labour. Henry recovered, though the injury led to complications in his later years with a severely ulcerated leg. By now, Henry had lost all interest in Anne. He even maintained he had been seduced by witchcraft. As a sign of this, Catholics later ascribed to Anne a shriveled sixth finger. He readily believed charges of her infidelity and adultery, and she was arrested, tried, and found guilty of treason, and executed on the 19th of May 1536. Just two days before, Archbishop Cranmer declared Anne's marriage to Henry null and void, probably on the rather tenuous grounds that Henry had formerly had a relationship with her sister Mary. During the previous two years, Henry had become besotted with one of Anne's ladies-in-waiting, Jane Seymour, a not especially attractive lady, but one who beguiled Henry with her coquettish ways. They were married eleven days after Anne's execution, and the marriage was a happy one, albeit brief. 
Jane was never crowned queen because an outbreak of plague in London delayed the coronation, and then Jane became pregnant. Henry was overjoyed when Jane gave birth to a boy, the future Edward VI, but Jane was seriously weakened by the birth and died twelve days later in the midst of Henry's celebrations. Because she had given him a son and heir, Jane remained the favourite of Henry's wives, and after his death he was laid beside her in St. George's Chapel, Windsor. For his next wife, Henry looked to Europe. Because of the papal bull isolating him, Henry was fearful that the French, the Habsburgs or both, would invade England and depose him. As a consequence, Henry sought a political marriage with Germany, and, through the advice of Thomas Cromwell, settled on Anne, the sister of the Duke of Cleves in Germany. Although Henry admired her portrait, he was horrified when he first met Anne in January 1540, but by then marriage arrangements had proceeded too far. Henry feared the backlash if he withdrew. Although they were wed on the 6th of January, the marriage was never consummated, and both parties readily agreed to a divorce, which went through seven months later. Henry was generous to Anne because of her compliance, and the two remained good friends. Unfortunately for Henry, his next marriage, which was almost on the rebound, was to the beautiful teenage Catherine Howard, a cousin of Anne Boleyn's. He and Catherine were married within three weeks of the divorce, and Henry delighted in his young bride, who seemed to put the spring back in his step, even though by now he was becoming grossly fat and ageing fast. Evidently, Catherine soon tired of her husband, thirty years her senior, and turned to her former lovers. She was soon betrayed, charged with treason, and executed on the 13th of February 1542. Henry had at first refused to believe the charges, and never quite recovered from her loss. Hi everyone, if you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-218-6010. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-218-6010. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. When he entered into his final marriage in the following year, it was to an older lady, already twice widowed, Catherine Parr. By all accounts, Henry was now after a companion rather than a lover, and in Parr he found a woman with whom he could converse on a wide range of subjects, and who served as an excellent stepmother to his three surviving children, Mary, Elizabeth and Edward, who were reconciled for the first time in 1543. During these tempestuous marriages, Henry had not ignored the international scene, or indeed the state of Britain. He regarded the British Isles as his own empire, and had made a move towards consolidating it in 1536, with what has since been called the Act of Union, which officially incorporated Wales as part of England, rather than as a separate province. He was unable to enact the same legislation for Ireland, although his father had made the Irish Parliament subject to the English. A rebellion led by the Fitzgeralds in Ireland in 1534 had been summarily dealt with, and in 1542 Henry declared himself king rather than lord of Ireland. Henry also kept a constant eye on the intrigues between France and Scotland, and had even visited France to meet the king, though the two could never reconcile their views. 
relationships with Scotland soured. Henry regarded it as an affront when James V failed to keep a meeting at York in September 1541, and future meetings were postponed because of the interference of the French king. Henry grew tired of the Scots, and the last connection between them ended when his sister Margaret died in November 1541. The following year, Henry prepared to go to war with Scotland, and although no formal declaration was made, hostilities broke out in a series of scraps and skirmishes, with the upper hand going to the Scots. However, a Scottish force of some 10,000 was soundly defeated by 3,000 English at Solway Moss in November 1542. The Scots had appeared as such a disorganised rabble that the defeat was a double disgrace, and soon after James V pined away in despair. Henry now pursued a marriage alliance between his son Edward and James's infant daughter Mary, and under the terms of a peace treaty concluded in July 1543, Mary was to marry Edward in her tenth year. This treaty was never ratified by the Scots, while the pro-French nobles did everything to undermine it. Hostilities continued between England and Scotland throughout the 1540s, with Scotland using this as an excuse to argue that the treaty was invalid. Henry had marginally better success with France, concluding a treaty with Francois in 1546. Henry died on the 28th of January 1547, aged only 55, but a victim of his gross conduct. Despite the major reforms that he had made, he was not a great initiator, relying instead on such great men as Wolsey and Cromwell, whom he cast aside when no longer needed. At times, he ruled like a despot, engineering everything to his own ends. Yet he could wield that power without it destroying him, and it is true to say that no other English king could have undertaken such reforms and succeeded. It was through Henry, the first king to be referred to as His Majesty, that the modern English state was created. Henry VIII ruled the 22nd of April 1509 to the 28th of January 1547, crowned Westminster Abbey the 24th of June 1509. Titles, King of England and, from 1542, of Ireland, Duke of York from 1494, Duke of Cornwall from 1502, Prince of Wales and Earl of Chester from 1504. Born, Greenwich Palace, Kent, the 28th of June 1491. Died, Whitehall Palace, London, the 28th of January, 1547, aged 55. Buried, Windsor Castle. Married. 1. The 11th of June, 1509, at Greenwich Palace, Catherine, 1485 to 1536, daughter of Ferdinand II, King of Aragon. Marriage annulled, the 23rd of May, 1533. Six children. 2. The 25th of January, 1533, at York Palace, renamed Whitehall Palace, London, Anne, circa 1500 to 1536, daughter of Thomas Boleyn, Earl of Wiltshire. Marriage declared invalid the 17th of May, 1536. Three children. 3. The 30th of May, 1536, at Whitehall Palace, London. Jane, circa 1508 to 1537, daughter of Sir John Seymour, died in childbirth. One son. 4. The 6th of January, 1540, at Greenwich Palace. Anne, 1515 to 1557, Daughter of Johann, Duke of Cleves. Marriage annulled, the 9th of July, 1540. No children. 5. The 28th of July, 1540, at Oatlands Palace, Surrey. Catherine, circa 1520-1542. Daughter of Lord Edmund Howard. Executed, the 13th of February, 1542. No children. 6. The 12th of July, 1543, at Hampton Court Palace. Catherine, circa 1512-1548. Daughter of Sir Thomas Parr no children. Henry also had at least two illegitimate children, and probably more.
Next time, King Henry builds an extraordinary ship. The wreck of the Mary Rose was located in 1971 and raised in 1982 in one of the most complex and expensive maritime salvage projects in history. The surviving section of the ship and thousands of recovered artifacts are of great value as a Tudor period time capsule, shedding light on the daily lives of Tudor sailors that cross the Atlantic Ocean to the shores of North America. Check out the YouTube version of this episode, which has accompanying images. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you're enjoying the ride. Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss. Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calotrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body, which decreases as we age. Taking Calotrin promotes better sleep more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calotrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of their President's Day sale. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to this special offer. Again, text HISTORY, that's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y, using the code 30605.